The Holy Gospel according to John, the second chapter, verses 13 through 25. Glory to you, O Lord. The Gospel this morning is indeed from St. John, chapter 2, verses 13 through 25, and it's found on page 1648 in your pew Bible. John writes, When it was almost time for the Jewish Passover, Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple courts, he found people selling cattle, sheep, and doves, and still others sitting at tables exchanging money. So he made a whip out of cords and drove all from the temple courts, both sheep and cattle, and he scattered the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. To those who sold doves, he said, get these out of here. Stop turning my father's house into a market. His disciples remembered that it is written, zeal for your house will consume me. The Jews then responded to him, what sign can you show us to prove your authority to do all of this? And Jesus answered them, destroy this temple and I will raise it again in three days. And they replied, it has taken 46 years to build this temple and you're going to raise it in three days? But the temple he had spoken of was his body. After he was raised from the dead, his disciples recalled what he had said. Then they believed the scripture and the words that Jesus had spoken. Now while he was in Jerusalem at the Passover festival, many people saw the signs he was performing and believed in his name. But Jesus would not entrust himself to them, for he knew all people. He did not need any testimony about mankind, for he knew what was in each person. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Pray with me. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. This morning you may have caught from uh, the Psalm 19, verse 14. May the words of my mouth, the words that pastor says, every Sunday. Have you ever wondered, why do I say that? And I say, pray with me, and, 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 you, and you don't, because, well, I don't have it written down for you, and, and we're going to change that, but why would I do that? Why do I say, may the words of my mouth, blah, 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 and then I say, in the name of Jesus, and away we go. Why do I do that? Well, Psalm 1914 is a plea. It's a cry, a call for mercy to the one whom we owe everything. He's the redeemer. The Hebrew word for that is ga'al. 
He's the one who, who ransoms, who buys back, who delivers. Moses would say the Lord rescues and redeems Israel from slavery. It's a plea to the one who rescues from the one from one who has been rescued. I'm pleading to God the Father with this mouth. I'm going to say, hey, <clears throat> precious Redeemer, I'm about to talk to you. And I'm about to talk about you. And, and my mouth that blesses sometimes, yes, also curses. I'm a wretched man. And, and, and so I'm, I'm asking you, Dad, help. Help what comes out of my mouth. Help me get out of your way. May it do the gospel to the people that are hearing it. And may all of their meditation that they hear in their hearts, may it be acceptable to you. The one who we just read, that Jesus knew everything about everyone. Your people are going to hear this proclamation. They're going to think about it. And we sure need you here and now, Father. May this be acceptable to you. You are a friend of the rescuer. And because you are here and because you love us, despite our own efforts to mess things up, we are calling on you to deliver us once again and once for all. Help and be with us, Father. That is, that is why I do it. And then finally, in the name of Jesus, we know that nothing good comes from any other name. So I'm asking in the name of Jesus, be here. Correct any fallacies that I may have. Do the gospel, Holy Spirit, do it unto these people. That's why we do that. Now, this morning we heard the Ten Commandments. What shall we say? Are we capable, <coughs> excuse me, of fulfilling any of those commandments? You don't have to raise your hand, but the first one says, you shall have no other God. What in the world does that mean? Well, it means that we should fear and love and trust in God above all things. How are we doing it? Do we fear and love and trust God above all things? Well, sometimes, I'm sure. Other times, not so much. All right, let's try another one. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. There was a joke I heard one time. This guy comes into heaven and, and uh, Peter, I don't know why it's always Peter at the gate, but anyway, Peter's at the gate and he goes, wow, you took the Lord's name and, 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 and the guy says, I took the Lord's name in vain 1,700,000 and geez. We should fear. This is what that means. And love God so much that we do not curse, that we do not swear, that we do not use satanic arts, that we do not lie, or we do not deceive by his name. Swear to God, swear to God, swear to God. Who says that? Have you heard it? Anyone ever watch that show Cops? <laughs> Every time the guy gets busted. Swear to God, I didn't do anything. It's like, well, you know, we just watched it. <laughs> Don't do that. We don't use his name in vain, but we should call on his name in every trouble 
in every prayer, in every praise, in every giving of thanks. That's when we can use his name. That's when we should use our, his name. All right, so I'm going to go out on a limb here. And I'm going to hand you all the saw. Okay, picture that. I'm out on a limb handing you the saw. Let him who has lived these two of the Ten Commandments make the first cut. Can any of you make that cut? I can't. That's just two. And we fall miserably short. You know, perhaps the world, we can justify to ourselves and, and we are not, you know, really not that bad. We're not really that bad. I mean, it's not like we killed anyone, Pastor. I mean, well, holy cow. Ooh, violation of the first commandment. Ooh, holy cow, get that. What in the world are you guys doing? Well, everyone was wanting to party and everything, and so we took the gold and we threw it in, and shazam, a cow popped out. You know, talk about a whopper of a lie. So how about this? Play with me. I don't mean to be disrespectful. Some churches use play acting. I'm going to do this, so I hope I don't offend you. But let's give God a call. It says, you know, let's, let's give him a call. Here we are. We're, di- we're dialing God. Just one number. It's ringing. Still ringing. Yeah, hi, Dad. Yep, it's me, Kenny. Huh? Okay. He put me on hold. There's music. Hey, Macarena. No. Oh, hi, Dad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, um, we're talking here. Uh, yeah. Reformation. Yeah. You, you knew that. And... Um, well, well, we were just saying, I said, like, we didn't think we're all that bad. And um, it's like, it's not like we killed anyone, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, I'm listening. Oh, write this down? Okay. Yeah. You wrote, okay. Oh, you wrote it down. That's <laughs> in the Bible, yeah. Okay. Matthew 5, 21 through 22. Okay. Matthew 5, 21 in NIV. I'm just teasing, sorry. Okay, yeah, murder. It said, you, you did, you said, you said, you have heard that it was said to the people long ago, you shall not murder, and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. Got that. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone um, who says his brother or sister, Raka, that means idiot, yeah, I know, is answerable to court, yep. And anyone says, you fool, right, will be in danger. Yeah, yes, uh-huh, okay. Yes, sir, I understand. It does cover all of us, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, not one, huh? Okay, oh, yeah, yeah, First John, 1 through 9. Yeah, we said that this morning. If any of us says that we're without sin, we deceive ourselves. That is a good one. Yes, sir. What's that? Oh, sure. He says he loves you. Okay, yeah, that's about it. Okay, I'll call you again tonight. Yeah, okay, love you too. Okay, bye. Now to the world, the cross is foolishness and folly. To the world, recently, even if you talk to God, 
That's mental illness, some say. To those that are perishing, it's crazy what I just did. It's crazy what you all do every Sunday. To those that are perishing. But to us, that we believe, it's a central part of the gospel. That Christ in him crucified is central to the gospel. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible and my mama told me so. And how much more do I really need to know other than Christ and him crucified for the forgiveness of sins? It's really that simple. But foolishness to the world. God's foolishness is wiser than the world's wisdom. Wisdom's something that we don't really have anymore. We have information. And we have a whole group of people, myself included sometimes, says, I don't really need a teacher. I can just go look it up on Google. I don't need a teacher. Yeah, well, that's not true. I need a teacher. You need a teacher. And we have one. We have one through the Holy Spirit. We have God's word in the Holy Bible. And we have good pastors and we have good teachers coming alongside us to explain things. Just like that Ethiopian eunuch that I alluded to in our newsletter this week. He is cruising around on his chariot. It's really a wagon. He's got a driver and he's sitting there, probably a scribe, and they're reading. And they're approached Philip, right, the, the evangelist, and he comes up and he, and he says, do you know what you're reading? And the, the, the eunuch says, well, how could I know unless I have somebody to explain it to me? Talk about a right heart. Talk about right there, that's where things can happen. He's not saying, yeah, this sounds like a bunch of foolishness to me. I'll Google it later. Maybe I'll go to Cliff Notes or, or Redemption for Dummies or Salvation for, I mean, I'll just get the bottom line. Someone will tell me what it means and then I've got it, you know, just as good as I need to have it. no. That man said, please, come on up into my chariot here and explain it to me. And he got it. He had a humble humility about him to learn, to be able to say, there's so much much I don't know that I don't know what I don't know. And that's why Paul came to the Corinthians in such a way, choosing to know Christ and him crucified. They had lots of great thinkers. They'd been influenced by the Greeks. And he broke it down to the simplest form, Christ and him crucified. And I say to you, it is that simple. We don't need to make it more complicated. In fact, in our gospel reading this morning, we read about Jesus clearing the temple, and he, and he makes out of cords. Well, those are the ropes that the animals were, were tied up with, and it's interesting that at that time with the Passover, you had a lot of people sojourning from all around, so it really wouldn't make sense for them to bring their own animals all that way, and they came from different states or different countries, and they had different money. So it would make sense that since the Jewish law said that you can't have uh, coins that have somebody's face printed on it, that they would exchange it. I mean, all of that kind of makes sense. But they were taking advantage 
of this holy time, this Passover. And so Jesus took those cords and he whipped out the animals and he, and he overturned the money. And, 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 and having read it all of my life, I go, wow, he was really mad. He was angry. Some say, oh, he was righteously angry. Well, <coughs> excuse me again. Let me, let me run this up. He didn't clean the temple out out of anger. He cleaned the temple out out of love for his father. You see, the people were disrespecting God in his holy place. They were disrespecting the whole Passover. They were disrespecting a place that was holy. And so Jesus in this shows his love his zeal for the Father by clearing out what should not be. When angry, he was in love with the Father. And you know what? When he cleans you and me out, it's not out of anger. God's not a God against us. God is a God for us. And we know that why. Because God said, God so so loved the world that he sent his only son for whomsoever should believe should not perish it is that simple but should receive eternal life and the next best part of that is for Jesus didn't come to judge the world but to rescue it to redeem it out of love he went to the cross to clean us out to clean us up, to clothe us in his righteousness, not out of anger that we are sinners and rotten and don't think we're that bad. He did it because he knew we needed it, and he did it because he loves us. He's not angry. He's not angry. If he's angry, he wouldn't say, hey, come to my table. It's prepared. If he was angry, he wouldn't say, this is my body given for you. If he was angry, he wouldn't say, this is my blood shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. If he was angry, he wouldn't call to us from the tomb saying, I got new life for you. He loves us in the name of Jesus. Amen.